Okay, day three, almost at a wrap-up. We're just going to listen to what we did today after we finished doing this little recap. But I've got to say, first off, Kevin was absolutely right about things coming together around day three, day four, because today everything really, really has started to take shape. We had Kevin's buddy... Joey come in who surprisingly I did not know this beforehand but was in a bit is in a band currently called Thank You Scientist who I am a was especially a huge fan of in high school senior year I saw them live so that was kind of a crazy moment to 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 see him and realize that he was in that band and he was going to be playing trumpet on my songs so big shout out to to Joe there and uh, he just did an amazing job. Kevin, you've been friends with him for, for a good minute. And w- what made you hit him up today? Well, um, you mentioned um, before the session that you needed some, some horns. And he, he's always comes to mind. I've, been, I've known him since high school about. Maybe, yeah, about high school. And um, we've played in a couple different uh, groups together. But um, I haven't really seen him in, in a, maybe almost a few years. But I'm definitely now that we have reconnected i'm definitely gonna be hitting up a lot more because he did a phenomenal job today uh for for the wait it was like three songs he did right yeah he came on with trumpet on two songs and then he brought the ev which stands for electronic valve instrument kind of like a an electronic trumpet almost I mean, like that's what MIDI. it looked like to me. yeah it's like it's like a mix between like a synthesizer a midi controller and like a and like a horn it's very in like a some kind of trumpet. Yeah, it's very it's very uh, expressive instrument. But yep. we only really use it on the one, not only, but we use it on the one, the first tune. And um, he really uh, he 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 immediately understood how each of the songs was going and kind of expanded it in in the perfect way for every for all of us he did. Yeah, he has a great ear for everything. Took direction very well and offered a lot of great insight to uh, to all the songs we were doing it was cool to see him work on trumpet and then switch over to the ev and basically play kind of like a a, a sub bass like a synth mm-hmm. bass line on on our blues song that really gave it a lot of funk yeah and he, took it to a different level he did some really interesting um rhythmic stuff with the they kind of play well with the guitar and the drums and stuff he really it really kind of fit in with with what it needed to get it out of uh, the guitar world, um, and yeah, no, he was man. He's I think, and especially the other song that he, well, one of the other songs he did, um, which which uh, I'm trying to remember which, which one the, I guess the song number two right now, the the one that he did some horn uh, doubling that would uh, that was phenomenally just arranged and played by him he really he understood some of the uh, artists we were talking about that had in mind with similar horn aesthetic and he really um hit that both tonal tonally like the timbre of how he's playing or the 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 tone of what he was playing and the the feel of it and the phrasing just kind of on all counts whenever you know you mentioned a, a certain artist you want you kind of liked that style he seemed to be immediately uh yeah, able to emulate it and, and at least bring it to the table. It was great. 
and it's funny, the day's been so long that, uh, and in a good way, but it's been so long that we actually did stuff before he even got here that I've forgotten about just because we, we were so bass, hyped right? on. Yeah. We did bass and we did, and when he got here, we did drums. We did a little bit quickly, of drums. Uh, to the, the, the song that Johnny kind of helped yesterday uh, with kind of bring, bring to life. And we did drums quickly. Right when he got here, actually, I had him test the drums because he's a phen- actually a phenomenal drummer too. I was very tempted to have him play the drums, but um, I, I felt like uh, I kind of already had a little bit of the arrangement in mind, so I just kind of banged it out. And also, uh, you know, I don't want to make him do more than he <laughs> than he was uh, in the mood to do. I'm sure actually he would have loved to play drums because he seemed like he's loved just loves playing. Yeah, he, I know he does. So. And not to mention earlier, we also added the. Uh, the airy kind of atmospheric guitar on top of the uh, even though you're gone that's the name of the song that we really worked a lot on today with the second the second one the second one yeah yeah because yeah. we we added that and it kind of took it from a pretty grounded earthy place with mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of chucking going on with the guitar and bass to a little bit more of a I don't know it gave it kind of an ethereal vibe and just a new element to play with here. So it feels like today for sure was a lot of things getting a little clearer. Like every song has gotten a good 50 to 70% clearer in my mind. And I think tomorrow when we really go hard on adding all the real vocal tracks, because so far we've only used uh, a scratch track, scratch vocal track for each song and it's funny we haven't we talked about going back and redoing the guitar scratch tracks for each of these songs but we haven't really Honestly, thought about it since and the they only, sound pretty good yeah there's the only one that well at a at a certain point i was thinking about maybe um the second song but it actually works well the thing about the scratch that point i was making in the beginning is that a scratch track could actually be a really valuable layer um if it's if it's something that's not going to take away from kind of what's added to it or it's not going to be something that's going to make it hard to overdub to like if it was a very busy electric guitar part with a lot of you know a lot of rhythm and and strumming that was really busy it might be hard to drum to that if it's not you know because because obviously that you're really that guitar is just playing to a click so that first scratch guitar so it's kind of hard to not um wander from that if it was live it would be easier but the way that we kind of overdub it here it works best to keep that scratch track as minimal um also having that personality but being minimal so that we could um hopefully keep it which i think for all these tracks i think you're right we probably can because that second track duck down low um mixed in with the bass it's actually just a really pleasant layer so yeah i think yeah. It's, it's overall yeah it is a nice foundational layer that especially if it's not the center piece of everything it's just kind of there to be almost like a skeleton just to keep everything moving along and um, it's interesting because those things were how I started each song so it's cool that they all get to make it and stay in there and almost you know be the core of it even if it is a little bit in the back because everything else comes around to support it Mm -hmm. Uh, but I guess tomorrow We'll probably do, I guess we'll do vocals, maybe add some counterpoint stuff like we were talking about, organs, yeah. keyboards, things yeah, like that. Yeah, it depends on, some people like to do vocals in the mornings, but we like to do them at night, so we'll kind of do whatever feels right tomorrow, and then 
Yeah, we'll, fill it out. Um, yeah, we'll fill it out, see how you feel, and then we'll, you know, add the remaining tracks, and then hopefully end of the night, ideally bounce it down to the tape, from tape to, to the computer. Um, and what's kind of nice is that, you know, now that we can do stems, a lot of times when we're adding stuff, you know, I, I like to use as many tracks on tape as we can, ideally. Before, I couldn't even use all 16 because my console wasn't really in, in the best shape. But now that we can kind of have as many as we want from the tape, we can also later on, we can always overdub, obviously, in the computer and blend it in accordingly. It's a little harder to do if we were just do it the old way with just like a stereo track, like if we had the mixed printed down 16 tracks or whatever, printed stereo into Logic. Sometimes when you're overdubbing on that, it's a little harder to get the balance right because you're working with one stereo file and then like another overdub. But now that we have stems, we can have the 16 tracks and if we wanted to add stuff, we can kind of make room for it if necessary or move things around it. So that's something that's going to be really nice if we did want. We were talking about adding a tenor sax possibly, hopefully this in the next few days. If not, though, it's possible to add it later post-tape dump. And um, and worst case, we can always dump, we can always, if we want it, we can send that track to tape and pull it off the machine. So it's like it could still have some... They could still kiss the tape, so to speak. Kiss the tape. Yeah, that's a cool little term. I don't remember who said that. Someone said that. We'll say it. Rubber band gun. I said that. Kevin Vasco. I made this. Coined right now. We're making history. I made this. Okay. Speaking of history, go follow Historic New Jersey at Historic New Jersey. That's Kevin's studio. Follow him at K Basco. Follow me at Parker Whirling and at On That Note underscore podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in for day three recap, recording the Philly EP. We got two more days and then we're out of here. So thank you guys for joining and we'll see you tomorrow.